0: everybody, I'm Maya, I'm Melissa, and I'm Olivia, and we're here to take you back to your, your twilight. twilight phase. <laughs> yo, 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 yo. I tried to go faster that time, I and Olivia tried to go slower, because she knows we usually go slow, and we just diverged. Damn it, Olivia.
1: Eventually we'll stop commenting on this every time we do it, but for now it's still happening. I mean,
2: maybe, maybe we we'll record more. and push in. <laughs> again in the future and then we can actually sync up to each
1: other (laughs) it's true one day
0: uh i'm excited for the
1: future (laughs) that's great wow wait
2: i imagine when i can like actually like see i'm not gonna be able to stop hugging you guys if i see you in person yep
1: if Melissa um, has coronavirus, I'm going to have coronavirus.
2: I'm going to just pounce on
0: you. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, <Okay.
1: laughs> listen, there is
0: a lot going on. There is a lot going on in our lives. There's a lot going on in the world. There's a lot going on with the pod. And is there a lot going on with the pod? Yeah,
2: our Go Patreon. Patreon. Yeah, we have news again. Oh, uh, right, Sorry, right, we're, damn it. <laughs> guys,
0: by the time you are listening to this episode, we're going to have a Patreon. Yeah. <gasps> so if you're one of the people that emailed us, like, do you have a Patreon? This is your opportunity it's to gonna support It's going to be a
1: yes. Guys. Give me your money. You know, in it, return for the work and labor that we put into bringing you this subpar podcast almost every week, sometimes it's, not
0: above par pod wait is above par bad yeah (laughs) it's a good podcast is what i'm saying
1: uh search us on patreon we'll we'll have links by then yeah and and we're gonna have cool perks okay so they're really cool perks olivia do you want to tell them about our perks uh yeah i can do that we put a lot of thought into these we're gonna oh here's the thing we have to do We're going to get stickers. So you can get stickers once we order the stickers that we're (laughs) promising. Uh, You can see our uh, margin notes. So we all, all three of us write really ridiculous things into our margins. And we get to a lot of them, but not all of them. And also you can see how we make notes to ourselves. And then in some of our higher tiers, we have one that will include monthly bonus episodes We're really excited about getting those going so that we can talk a little bit more about the fandom, um, our own sort of personal anecdotes that sometimes we don't have time to get to about our past Twilight selves. Maybe not Twilight. We all work in publishing, as we talk about all the time. Um, So we could talk about Young Adult Publishing, whatever you guys want to hear. We are down. I like talking about myself. Yeah, so we can do more of that. We're going to talk a lot about Melissa. Yeah, Yeah, maybe we'll have a Melissa episode. Um, The next step up from that, uh, we are going to do a monthly virtual hangout. So you can get to know us, get to know your fellow listeners, and we'll be reading tarot cards. That's a thing that all three of us do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So we'll pick somebody each month
2: we're really into tarot um we haven't really gotten into that on
0: the podcast because it doesn't really ever come up in twilight but it's dope yeah and i can't wait to like read tarot for you guys i think it's gonna be be really
1: fun fun. yeah and then if you want to like really ball out you can be a guest star on a minisode
0: for the low low price of a (laughs) hundred dollars
1: We laugh because it's so funny to us that somebody would choose to do that. But, like, who knows? We'll see what happens. But if you do choose to do that,
2: that's awesome. And we love you. We're ready. So Yeah, I will love anyone who gets me
0: $100.
1: Yeah, apparently Melissa's love can be bought. So that's an option. Oh, mine totally can.
0: (laughs) My love absolutely can be bought.
1: So go to our Patreon and we'll love you. I mean, we've already told
2: them that we love them without them giving us any money. So maybe we should stop doing that. We don't love you anymore. That's horrible. Stop.
0: Oh my god. (laughs) know that your Patreon dollars will not just go to buying us candy bars and crap like that. We can reinvest some of that money in better equipment so that we can improve the quality of the podcast and give you guys a better product and it will also, you know, free up a little bit of our time if the Patreon, you know, becomes robust enough so that we can focus more on the podcast. So
2: that so we can quit our jobs.
0: That is yeah, the, totally. the goal we're going to set.
1: <laughs> Pay our whole salary. <laughs> It's um, really not that
2: much. So. I
1: want to say, well, my love can't be bought because I also love our listeners who can't give for Patreon, but engage in our community in meaningful ways and send us questions. So there you go. I'll
0: think about, about it. I you it. Whether they can pay or not. And that reminds me that we have, like, the best... Do we have emails? Let your letter, letter be well, it's not an email. It was that Tumblr post that someone sent you <laughs> <out>. <laughs> You have to read that. That was so about fun. About what? It was like the landscaping at the Cullen household.
1: Oh, the landscaping thread. Yeah, this was great. That was really good. Okay, so last week we talked about who does all this landscaping at the Cullens that is apparently happening. I said Emmett, who just ripped grass up. Okay. Uh butterfly for life went through and you? yeah, also one of our winners from our giveaway, which is over. Sorry, uh, Sorry. you lost unless you already heard you won. Sucks to so Okay, this is like the, I mean, she did all of them. Esme spends hours and hours planning every detail of the property to be beautiful, complementary to the natural environment and highly functional for the family. Has a minor crush on Frederick Oldenstead and <coughs> gets in huge trouble for leaving mud tracks with his Jeep makes up for it by ripping trees out of the ground whenever needed. Rosalie carefully tends her rose bushes, which she chooses for their melodramatic beauty pain metaphor and vanity regarding her name. and Alice don't give a fuck, TBA, but Alice doesn't hesitate to use the flowers for everyone's aesthetic. Carlisle joyfully cuts the acres of grass on a riding lawnmower while wearing a straw sun hat and listening to <laughs> Dante. Thanks, finally, Dad. Edward obsessively cultivates his Victorian flower garden of white lilies, freesia, and lavender. Never <laughs> cries as he deadheads and contemplates Percy Shelley. <laughs> wow. I mean, it's Just very good. accurate. Uh, follow our Tumblr for quality content like that.
0: Thank you so much, Butterfly for Life, for <laughs> writing that out. Um, you great. It brought me joy. Yeah, great. a joyless time. Yeah, so.
1: It's true. Accurate. Which
0: gets us around to the thing that is, like, way more important than everything else, which is, like, what's happening with the world? And we don't want to, like, spend too much time on it, because there are lots of people writing about what's going on in the world, and they have really smart things to say, and you should read those things. But we just want to make our position clear that, like... This podcast supports Black Lives Matter. This podcast wants you to listen to Black creators, uplift their voices, not just now, but all the time. Uh, This podcast has a Black lady on it. Hey, it's me. It's, uh, uh, It's me. And it's just awful right now. We support the protests. We are not upset about property damage because lives cannot be replaced and property can. And it's just like a traumatic, painful time to exist in the world and know that Black lives are treated as disposable. And in some ways it like feels silly to hang around and talk about New Moon when everything is going on in the world. But at the same time, joy is important so it's true out there educate yourselves donate to bail funds donate to mutual aid networks if you want to protest i'm not going to say that anybody must protest because also there is a pandemic and like cops are shooting rubber bullets at people and tear gassing them and so like if you don't want to attend a protest i understand but like if you feel like you can absolutely go do that um and after that come back and listen to our pod and have a good time with us
1: Yeah. Thanks for saying all that, Maya. Um, We definitely echo your sentiments as a podcast. We believe all those things. You know, I'm white, and I've been trying really hard to take this time to quietly learn, quietly reflect, and to become more action-oriented in anti-racism. You know, it's something that I've thought about, but I want to do better in being more active, and so to... All of our Black listeners, we see you. We appreciate you. We're so glad you're here. We hope that we can bring you some joy to our non-Black listeners. We hope that you can also, like Maya said, start to give your time and money um, to important causes. And if you have any questions, you can reach out. I will speak for Melissa and saying you can reach out to <laughs> or Melissa. Um, and we'll try to help, you know, figure out where you fit in as we're trying to do for ourselves. So,
0: Fuck the police. Fuck the police. I had like a really terrible exchange with a dear friend who has become a cop and has Uh, really uh, drank cop Kool aid. uh, Mm -hmm. A terrible time. I'm really hyped that Melissa has a lot to say about these chapters because my mind has been so all over the place over the last week that I don't remember a single thing I read. And... Did not have time to go over my notes like I normally do. Wow, you
1: prep? You're such a good podcaster, Maya.
0: I just don't want to forget any jokes that I wanted to make.
1: so good. (laughs) I love it. That's why you're here.
2: So
0: what's our recap?
2: I mean, once again, not a whole lot
1: actually happens. Last week, I'm going to pull this out. Last week, we said Melissa was going to do this, so Melissa has to do it. You gave mine a 5 out of 10 stars, so go right ahead, Melissa. Okay. Yeah, good luck. I was was
2: just doing it anyway because I'm good at this, but whatever. Um, So, anyway, we read chapters 8 and 9. Once again, not really a whole lot happens, but we really stick with Bella. She learns to become, you know, a functioning person in society again. And also continues her friendship with Jacob. Um, In chapter nine, we open up and they are learning to ride the motorcycles. Well, I say they, Bella is learning. Jake already very obviously knows what he's doing. And Bella is not good at driving motorcycles, but that's the point because that's when she hears Edward. Edward. So, really, mission accomplished. You know, there's more angst about, like, oh, no, does Jacob like me more than I like him? Well, I'm selfish, et cetera, you know. And then we get to... They decide, like, Bella wants to try to find the meadow that uh, she went to with Edward apparently only once, so she has no idea where it is. (laughs) And she thinks that she will hear Edward's voice there, for reasons I don't really understand. We can get into that. Um, And so they make a plan to just sort of, like, I don't know, hike all of the woods until they find (laughs) the meadow. (laughs) And then uh, in chapter 10, third wheel, this is where Bella says she needs to see a movie with other people, but then ends up seeing a movie just with Jake and Mike. It was terrible planning on her part, honestly. Um, And while they watch the movie, Mike gets sick with the stomach flu, which is important later. While they're waiting for Mike, uh, Jake professes his love or just You're that he is he yeah he basically is like you just like me as a friend and Bella's like yeah and he's like okay cool I'm gonna be hella persistent until you love me and it's like mm, I don't, can't say I like that but whatever um then they go home Jake says he feels weird dun 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 Bella gets a stomach flu and thinks Jake also got the stomach flu and By the end of the chapter, she's trying to get a hold of him and can't really. And that is where we left off.
0: Well, I would give you
1: a six out of 10. Yeah! You did miss. You missed the part where she gashes her whole head open and goes to the ER. That's part
2: of being bad at riding motorcycles.
1: After that, goes to the ER again.
2: That is yeah. regular Bella happenings. It's, it's okay. not worth
1: mentioning. Also, you why. misnumbered both chapters. So
0: Yes, you did. I did. This is why you got a 6 out of 10, because you said that nothing happened in the Adrenaline titled chapter, which is chapter 8, but you called it chapter 9. But... Damn like, it. Actually, she <laughs> gets on the motorcycle for the first time, crashes it, like... <laughs> She goes to the ER. There's this whole thing about like how they're going to come up with this lie. And it is just not an accurate description to say.
2: I think that it's very accurate.
0: Happens, actually, a lot happens in that chapter.
2: Okay. Well, I think I did a 10 out of 10 on that recap. and I so think that-, that
0: you lose two points for lack of brevity. <laughs> uh, it was a little long.
2: It was not long. How it was thorough, you?
0: which is good. But perhaps it was too thorough.
1: Wow,
2: you okay. Guys just said I missed things. You know what? Fuck both of you. Oh, we're moving yeah, I mean, on. It
0: weird that you went so long but also missed things. Oh <laughs> my <period>. god. <laughs> well, we're
1: gonna dive in, folks. <laughs> Here we go. Do they have helmets on? I don't think they have helmets no, on. No, they, they do not. Um. Yeah, so if Bella really did like fall and scrape her whole face against the ground, she probably would have gotten a hell of a concussion.
0: Yeah, but she just doesn't care. (laughs)
2: She's
1: Um, a rebel. Yeah, so she hears um, Edward's voice really perfectly again um, in a way that she can't really engage with her regular memories because regular memories make her sad. But having a lot of adrenaline and just hearing hallucinations of Edward makes her happy. It's strange. And I was thinking that this also could have ended up being sort of related to, like, vampire powers in some way. Like, you know, I was trying to think through whether it's related to her, her, like, psychic kind of situation. It could have been. The answer is no. It doesn't go anywhere, but... (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) I don't Um... know. I feel like this whole thing is a strange plot device, and I'm, like, still grappling with it because it lasts the whole book, but... Right. Yeah. It's
0: melissa talked about this during her recap and we'll get to it more later on but it feels like she already figured out the recipe for how to like get these hallucinations to happen
1: yeah she and literally then, says that yeah and i thought she, i had the answer some combination of adrenaline and danger or maybe just stupidity and then she says it like a second time yeah she's I feel like she's
2: being stupid i think that's a bit much like she's just deciding she wants to ride a motorcycle and now she's learning to ride it
0: well doing so without a helmet is pretty pretty stupid well yeah
2: that is. is a stupid aspect but that's not what she's talking about
0: but later she's like if i just find the meadow i'll hear him again and i'm like
2: yeah that part doesn't
0: make do any some sense. other dangerous activity it's not going to the meadow
1: i yeah. do feel like there was a reason why she switched tactics and i think it let me see if i can find well she stopped hearing
2: edward's voice
1: when she started getting better at the motorcycle right right it kind of wears off like because she's getting more used to the motorcycle and because she's getting better at it it's less right reckless she's so not, she stopped hearing him right. right she's not going
2: to the er every time <laughs> so now I don't know. Instead of finding a new thing, she's like, I'm going to find the meadow. I don't know. It's a leap that doesn't really make a lot of
1: sense to me. Yeah, you're right. Because she says mm-hmm. the house had been a mistake and finding yeah. the meadow is not really any different than finding no the house.
0: I want to talk about the motorcycle a little more. For sure. Um, yes. We start off, she is on the bike at the beginning of the chapter and she's like, Jacob, it won't stay up. I'm like, what is he supposed to do about it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> come come in. It. Just commit.
0: You're not big enough for the motorcycle. I don't know what to tell you. Your feet can <laughs> touch. I don't know. Uh, and Jacob shows her like how the brakes work. And he's very clear. He's like, do not use the back brake. Don't use this one by your hand. And she's like, yeah, totally. Like, why would I ever make a mistake? Uh, he has Jake kickstart the bike for her. It sounds like an angry animal. It's like a pretty cool description. And then she's flying and needs to break, and immediately uses the back brake. That she was it like, "It makes sense." That no, it, it doesn't. No yes, it does. I, I thought it was really relatable. I was like, "I too would panic and do the thing you're not supposed to do."
1: Well, I suppose yeah. that's true. But on my the last bike that I was on, you always use the hand brakes. Like you graduate from foot brakes to hand brakes cool. on a bike. Yeah, a but graduate. she drives a car. She doesn't ride a bike. Yeah, that's true, but you're like sitting such a different way. It's like totally different from being in a But car.
2: like, she drives constantly. When was the last time she rode a bike?
1: Fair. I was also confused by also on a normal bike, the handbrake is the wrong first answer because you just flip over the handlebars. So, like, why on a motorcycle is it safer to use the footbrake? I don't know why I'm couldn't asking I, you guys. I you couldn't don't know. tell you that. <laughs> I'm probably worried about that though because.
0: I was like, hmm, that doesn't track with my experience. I didn't think Google it.
2: Nope, Uh, didn't do it either. (laughs) I have ridden on a motorcycle. I come from a motorcycle pro family. Yes, my stepdad. By yourself? No, I have not driven a motorcycle by myself. I've ridden on the back of the motorcycle. Gotcha. Um, My stepdad and my brother both have motorcycles and use them as transportation. But I don't know anything about the mechanics of how
1: to drive a motorcycle.
2: And <laughs> right now, and ask
1: guys, it's because we don't have Y chromosomes. That's why.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. My favorite part of this section is when, like, Jake is like, treat the, what is it, the gear shift or something like a <laughs> grenade? Don't let go of it. And then he's like, my let go. <laughs> and she's
1: like, you want me to let go of the grenade?
2: <laughs> I lol out loud I laughed out loud out loud
0: <laughs> it really is just like delightful writing <laughs> like, disbelief comes through like the shock of it like um, excuse me but I was told this is a grenade <laughs> exactly
2: and it really discredits the whole never use your foot brake thing because clearly there are instances where you let go of grenades
0: <laughs> and it works immediately um, she can hear Edward's voice Be like, you big, dumb, dumb, dummy. Uh, (laughs) How beautiful he sounds. (laughs) She doesn't care what he says. Oh, not at all. Um, And then she just, like, falls over. And listeners, here is why it is important to wear a helmet. Did you know that if you are standing upward on a bike, like, not even any forward motion, just, like, solitary standing upward, and you fall to the side... Your head hits the ground at over 60 miles an hour.
2: What the fuck? Is that that true in all instances? If I faint?
0: I mean, I think if you faint, it's kind of more of like a crumpling, whereas the idea of like falling off of a bike, you can't really go down over to the side. Your head has more time to accelerate.
1: I'm not necessarily convinced by the science, but I believe you. You don't have to so be convinced by science. That's just a fact that Maya just told you was true. That's not believing yeah, science. That's, that's, that's believing whether Maya knows it. a thing or not. <laughs> I said that's why I believe
2: it.
0: <laughs> well, thank you. I'll take that. Please wear your helmets.
2: Just <laughs> wear a helmet. There is a section later that I literally wrote down, like, remember to ask Maya about the science of this. <laughs>
1: i really want to know why space (laughs) oh i was gonna say why is maya the science one out of the three of us but for space it is for space it's maya yeah that's true i don't remember
0: what we were talking about but i have a minor in astronomy amazing that's why that's relevant
2: yeah
1: maya's an astronomer
0: Um, i am an astronomer
1: that means I'm a mathematician, so we're doing great here.
0: Oh, my God. I think you're, like, a math genius.
1: <laughs> I'm really I know, not.
0: Like nine minus what did three? you minor
1: in? I minored in communications. You're a communicator. If I, That's the only basis on <laughs> which I'm a mathematician is because I got a minor in it.
2: Okay, but you're a communicator, too. Well, I want to be a mathematician. <laughs>
1: So I'm as of math. a mathematician as I am a communicator. So I want to be
2: included in the smart things. There's no way for
1: you. <laughs>
0: Tending the STEM subjects as the smart subjects over the humanities is not right. I agree, but that's what I've been taught. I know, we internalize.
1: Oh, the, we can math. transcend our childhood learning, guys. That's the whole point of this podcast.
0: And it's Actually, definitely it the whole
1: is. point of in interracism. <laughs>
2: yeah definitely that okay wow we have so so many levels
1: wow
0: (laughs) maybe we are smart
1: smart. maybe this podcast (laughs) is good
0: (laughs) this is a good podcast oh god i'm so tired my brain is so fried so she's on the bike again and this time she actually goes and it's awesome it's so fun
2: there's a part where she says jacob hadn't told me how to turn and
0: right. Like, how else would you ow, turn? Wild, ow, You just wild. fucking turn, right? You just turn. Yeah. You just turn. <laughs> you turn. No, there's more to it because there's like a leaning. This one is like, pretty, pretty intuitive, life. right?
2: This reminds me I... of Shit's Creek, um, the episode where Moira's like. Fold the
1: cheese, David. (laughs) It's the other way around. was like, just fold in the cheese. Just fold in the cheese. Mom, fold it in. She's like, I don't know what it means. I don't know how to fold cheese. (laughs) Fold the cheese. Fold the cheese in. (laughs) I want to
0: defend Bella here. (laughs) And the reason why is because I have been on a motorcycle one whole time. And I was told beforehand, like, okay, when we turn, you need to, like, turn like bend
1: to like to it. so to it, yeah if i had to be told why shouldn't bella have to be told we have I any listeners different. who have been on a motorcycle please tell us how hard it is to turn and if i was on a motorcycle and the only thing that i'd ever been on was a bicycle and a car would i die if i just naturally tried to turn i feel like i wouldn't die like no, it might I not go well be right. but i don't think i would like die yeah
0: you're really smart I think the impulse would be to, like, move, like, the handles the direction you want to go and not yeah. necessarily tilt your body. That's where lean. the problem with them
1: It's It's 100% leaning? I don't think it's 100% I don't think it's 100%, leaning.
0: 100% but <laughs> leaning's part of it. Yeah, that's okay. so natural. Wow. So the bike, like, lands on top of her, and she's so happy. <laughs>
1: she's like
0: wow like that worked so well my hallucination was wonderful yeah Uh, she like feels her arms and legs and is like all right um everything's here let's go again." let's go and jacob's like you are covered in blood
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah she gets a gash on her forehead and is like gushing blood and she hates blood but she's very calm about this whole thing yeah i
2: Completely forgot about her weird thing with blood and, like, being able to smell it and whatever. Um,
0: But but also, the smell of moss was so strong.
1: Yeah, like, what? Maybe she's just so used to getting injured that (laughs) she, like, seems to be very confident that her head is just, like, bleeding a lot. But, like, that's just what heads do and she's (laughs) fine.
0: Yeah, Jacob, like, runs over to his car so he can, like, drive and pick her up. And she's like, his urgency wasn't necessary. Think about what a freaking <laughs> jerk he would look like if he yeah. casually walked over to the car.
2: <laughs> I have starred multiple times this sentence where she says, trust me, I'm an easy bleeder.
1: And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> what I you to say. I, know, I was
0: thinking like,
1: like your skin is either open or not. Like Cuz here's the thing, like an easy bruising is right. a real thing. That's I don't think thing. easy bleeding is a real. Easy thing.
2: bleeding's not like your your skin is literally either open it's broken or, or it's not. It's not. Like yeah.
0: you're not I think it's an only easy bleeder. <laughs> I think you're only an easy bleeder in the sense of like what's that condition where you can't like clot
1: i know exactly what you mean oh um, yeah 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 hema on house Hemotensis. hema
0: something
1: blood disorder <laughs> where you <can't laughs> stop bleeding. it's that one that all of those royals in that one line had and they yeah. all had it because they interbred so much so like literally all of them had it yeah
0: hemophilia,
1: hemophilia. Wow, i
0: was really close there were so, like, okay, they're easy bleeders. Yes. But really, they're hard stop bleeders. They're, yeah, they're
1: hard <laughs> stoppers. Yeah. Maya's I really would, coming uh, through the science facts today. It's like, <laughs> wow.
0: I would like to briefly tell the story of the time that Scott went for a run and he came home and rang the doorbell. And I was like, that's weird. He lives here. And went and went through the door and he was covered in blood. And, like, on his run, he had tripped and, like, fallen onto gravel and it had cut him up so bad like, his hands his arms like all down his legs he was covered in blood he like couldn't even like hold anything because his oh hands were God. so messed up and I like got him into the shower and was like like he was like rinsing all the grit out, oh and we like God. didn't have enough band aids, so I like put my shoes on and I ran to CVS. I got like pads, pads, and the sport and all this stuff. And then I was passing the toilet paper, and I was like, yeah, I might as well get some toilet paper right here." And then I grabbed that, and then I was like running back, holding this like massive thing of toilet paper. I was focusing so hard on going that I overshot my apartment by like two blocks. Then <laughs> I had to like like the turn. So then I had to turn back, like, still running with this big thing of toilet paper, like, get back to my house, get c- Scott cleaned up. And, like, he was in the shower, and I'm, like, getting, like, blood and dirt and grit, like, off of him. And he's, like, making all these terrible noises because it hurts so bad. <laughs> Just, like, ah, 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 and, like, cursing. <laughs> and then, unbeknownst to me, our roommate Andrew and his then girlfriend come home. And they're, like, <laughs> listening outside the bathroom door like, what is going on in there scott is screaming and i'm like you're okay this be okay this will be fine don't
1: worry and <laughs> I really thought that detour into the toilet paper was going to result in you also slipping on the gravel and yeah. also getting deeply injured.
2: Yeah, me too.
0: That would have been really funny. Um, I not what happened. It was yeah. just, I was so focused yeah. that I forgot to turn onto my street. <laughs> that was a great anecdote, Maya. Think about how stupid I looked running with that toilet
2: <laughs>
1: Money. And then turning around.
0: <laughs> oh. um, so, they don't want to go straight to the ER because Bella's clothes are all bloody. Jacob does. Wait, wait. Yeah, Jacob wait. wants
2: What? I saw something else I have want to talk about. Okay. Um,
0: oh mostly God.
2: in that this is a moment where I realized upon rereading that Jacob cannot be endgame. Um, because... Because he's shirtless for, like, three pages, and she doesn't even realize until the third page. <laughs> I realize the moment he takes his shirt off, and it is not worth mentioning, apparently. And that is how I know Jacob is not Endgame. Because can you imagine if Edward
0: took off his shirt?
1: Yeah, she oh, becomes, like, like, insensible.
0: A, a whole chapter about, like, the planes of his... <laughs> marble chest yes
2: exactly while here it's it's not even worth seeing
1: like she, she doesn't does, even see it she thinks about how cool he looks on his motorcycle though oh she does yeah i did For, like that. a second I like hey. even though she's
0: bleeding. maybe part of that is more envy
2: i think it sure. is envy. Sure, sure, sure. um but still and that is how that's how that's how you know from this moment on we should all know jacob doesn't stand
0: a chance but, you know, if if you, like, go back to the experience of living through the Twilight books coming out, like, people, if you said to them, like, but she didn't even notice when he took his shirt off, they'd be like, so?
1: She's yeah. still in anguish. Um, um no. She's so I focused can... on how riding the motorcycle was so similar to riding on Edward's back that she's just right. Yeah,
2: but if we're talking about an author trying to set up some Endgame shit, you would talk about the... Second, interest having his shirt off so much sooner than
0: that. It's true. And when she first sees Edward, she talks about how like beautiful he is, and how exactly,
2: is. we yeah. get a single strip of Edward's skin one time, <laughs> and it's an entire paragraph.
0: <laughs> it's true. Great point, Melissa.
1: So um, then later she talks about how he looks older than sixteen, and like yeah, well like that's
0: bit, like
1: more setting up, the, like where he's aging.
2: You're right. Should I say that he's sort of beautiful, which is another really point in my
0: favor? Sort of beautiful, like like patronizing. Yeah, weird thing to say out loud. You are. You're you're so pretty. I don't (laughs) know, but you're you're gorgeous. (laughs) Right. Um, they go to Bella's house before the hospital so that she can clean up and like not have it look as bad and so it's unnecessary if your nice. lie that you like yeah. fell and hit your head on a hammer which is a bad lie could still work even if she did bleed everywhere like right uh, yeah I don't get it it's completely yeah. unnecessary yeah so then she does tell him you know you're sort of beautiful and then she's like I worried you might take my impulsive observation the wrong way <laughs> yeah no
1: shit Bella <laughs> No. yeah what shit. did you mean by that It's not like a thing that you just tell your cool friend, your buddy pal. Yeah. What
2: other way can he interpret it it if not like, oh, she's into my sort of
1: beautifulness? Like obviously she could give him a compliment, but that's not like the way that you would This is a this isn't one of those
0: compliments. It's really not. It was super weird. And then she's like, mm, so inconvenient that he keeps acting like he likes me. Well
1: (laughs) Yeah, what do you want? Um not that it's her fault. I don't want to imply anything. Right, um, right. And Not she got seven stitches on her forehead. That's gonna leave a scar. That's like pretty intense. Yeah, she genuinely, definitely needed to go to the ER, and she was so blasé about it.
0: She's just an easy pleader. <laughs> then,
1: <she finally laughs> out,
0: even though she didn't want him to, and they just like, I don't know, talk <laughs> like. Yeah, I tripped over a rock while we were hiking. And Charlie's like, don't
1: hike. That's Uh, the second time. The first time she says, like you already mentioned, the the first lie is the hammer in the garage lie. Then, very passively, she's like, yeah, so the next time that I got out of the ER, they told my dad. So then, (laughs) Charlie knew about the second one right away. (laughs) But
2: like, she says, like, Charlie's eyes narrowed suspiciously at my weak explanation yeah, about like, tripping. like, of course he doesn't like, believe what? you. But, like, it's not like he's gonna, like, be like, oh, my God, she has a secret motorcycle. <laughs> like, okay, he's suspicious. Like, what? Like, that you, I don't know, tripped over the driveway instead? I don't know. Like, Okay, but I- she launched herself into a tree. So tripping
1: <laughs> is a bad lie. <laughs>
2: But what is Charlie gonna believe is happening
1: otherwise? Right. I don't know. Just
0: that she's <laughs> lying. Yeah, you can tell sometimes that someone is lying, but like you don't necessarily know what the real thing is. Right. Yeah. But you're right. He wouldn't like guess motorcycle in a million years. No, which definitely. is right, such a betrayal. Yeah. So then she's like, um yeah, like I hike now. And he's <laughs> like, Okay, well okay. be careful because you know, there's that there's The bear. The Sasquatch. And Bella's like, do you really think there's some kind of, like, giant mutated grizzly? And then I wrote, Twilight, go sci-fi.
2: Why didn't anyone assume that this was a yeti?
1: Or, I don't don't know, a giant wolf? Like, a wolf and a bear from far away do not look similar. No, I just got a video of a black bear the other day from one of my mom's neighbors, my parents' neighbors, by accident. And guess what? <laughs> even from a bad cell phone video, you can tell it's a bear because bears and wolves are different sizes. So why wouldn't you just say like this? Is just like a bad red herring They're where she's trying to not let you life. know that it's wolves, even though we have gone nowhere near werewolves yet. Like, right? It's, why is it a giant? A wolf? Like
0: it was much bigger than a normal wolf. That's why it was extra scary. Right? You'd be like, ooh, weird.
2: They already are saying it's a giant bear. No, it's just a maybe it's a giant dog, you right. know. <laughs> or There's maybe it's two.
1: Sasquatch. Or maybe it's Sasquatch.
0: There's one thing that my mom has in common with her Trump supporting neighbor besides living on the same street and it's that they both completely 100% no My are you believe I,
2: in get the Yeti? It's out, Maya, <laughs> you Maya. believe in Bigfoot? My dad does. <gasps> I've not talked about this.
1: My dad's obsessed with the Sasquatch. Oh, then, wow. Like, obsessed? Like, does he what? go out and hunt for it? Or does I he, like, mean, troll the he, internet?
2: I mean, all of the above. I, I probably asked you guys this when he was coming for his birthday. I Googled if there were any Sasquatch themed restaurants that we could go to in New York City. That's <laughs> so
1: strange and specific. <laughs> and why would that exist? Like, even here. But it's
2: a thing. Sasquatch-themed places are, are such a thing. And, but, like, he's so into the Sasquatch, or, I mean, there were those commercials a while back. They were, like, beef jerky commercials. And it was, like, um, what was it? It was, like, cooking with Sasquatch or something like that. And every single year for Christmas, he asks for a DVD of these
1: commercials. I remember that story.
2: Oh, my yep. gosh. And guess what? A DVD of those commercials doesn't exist, so he never gets it. It's on his list every single year. And so I am blown away right now, Maya, that we have not
0: connected over this before because this is wild. We and- have to talk more about this later. One time my aunt thought that she like saw a Bigfoot on her property in Indiana, and to hear my mom call her, frantic, leaving a message like, tell me everything about the Bigfoot. What did the Bigfoot look
1: like? When did you see it? Where was the Bigfoot? Can I ask is the the popular accepted opinion that the Sasquatch is like a type of creature and there's many of them? Or is there one Bigfoot? Maybe there's a title in this.
2: Yeah, truly. (laughs) Messing with Sasquatch. Sasquatch goes twice
0: like i don't know will <laughs> <But> <laughs> workshop it so we're still in chapter eight adrenaline when they start talking about the meadow um because bella is like man okay so kind of need to rest up from getting all ruined from the motorcycle maybe i actually should go hiking it'd be nice to see the meadow and she's like jacob i'm gonna tell you something you're totally gonna believe and not question whatsoever Once upon a time, I stopped at the end of the highway, started walking, not on the trail, and six miles later found this beautiful meadow. And I'd like to see it again. Nothing suspicious here. And Jacob is like, great, let's do it. Um,
1: Well. I mean, Jacob never
2: questions anything that she
0: wants to do. In Jacob's defense, he might
1: not believe her and just be like, yep,
0: okay, Bella. (laughs) If that were the case, I think we would, like, get some of
2: that. You know, we kind of do like we do in the next chapter, like he makes observations about Bella without ever having
1: uh, commented, verbalized them. Yeah.
0: And I think that
1: he's hyper aware that she just had a bad breakup and spent four months like unable to talk to anybody. So
0: I think that he I don't know if he knows that or not. I'm like kind of curious. he knows it. I think he knows it. Everyone knows it.
1: I think everybody know. I mean, I know they go to different schools, but like, like Billy and Charlie are best buds, right? Like, I'm sure he's been hearing from Billy, like Charlie's so worried about Bella, and then she turns up and is like, seems to be doing okay, but it's still like kind of weird and like wants to ride a motorcycle. Like,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it likely that he knows that something was going on with Bella, but I find it kind of unlikely to think that he knows like just how kind of like catatonic she was. That's
1: true. That's probably I mean, true. Yeah. Possibly but I think he knows enough about the breakup to be treating her slightly lightly. Right. Like that's kind or of that, just his personality anyways. Right. Great like, point. He's not gonna
2: ask her like point blank, like directly. Like he knows that right. she's not gonna feel comfortable with that. Um,
1: I think for now he could easily be like, oh well this is probably a boyfriend thing. Like, I really doubt that Bella went hiking alone, but we'll just, like, leave that alone. And, like, Bella wants to find the place, we'll find the place. That's what I'm here for.
0: And they don't. They don't find it yet.
2: (laughs) But I want to point out that Bella exhibits some characteristics of being a good friend at the end of this chapter. Jacob has not brought up the fact that, you know, his friends have been acting weird, and Bella remembers that and asks him about it.
1: Wow. Can you believe?
2: She asked him
0: questions.
1: Good job, Bella.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you did the bare minimum. Yeah. Yeah. While you were walking with nothing else to do.
2: (laughs) The bare minimum is 100% more than what she normally does. So
0: Proud of you. Um, And before we go on to the next chapter, I just want to say, Stephanie Meyer, I hope you've improved. Because at one point... Bella says, unless yep. you want to go without me so I don't tie you down to my gimpy pace. Oh. That is not a thing that anyone should say. Nope.
1: That's ableist. Boom.
0: That's ableist. And I feel confident that even in, like, 2008, I Probably knew was not already... to say that word. Yep. I agree. Oh, and then Jacob is like, oh, bears don't want to eat people. I don't know, though. I bet you'd taste good. And I was like, Ew. Yeah. ew. I said ew. <laughs> yes.
1: Oh, it's just like a joke. Yeah, I mean,
0: regardless, it's gross to put a joke about eating someone in a vampire book.
1: (laughs) I think, yeah, I just took this as like a cheap cheap shot. Cheap shot. Yeah, yeah, very true. Not like it's a perfectly fine joke. It's like a bad joke that people make to each other, like when mosquitoes eat you, and you're like, "Oh, I must taste really good." Like it's just a cheap shot in a vampire book. That's very yeah. Chapter nine
0: third wheel so bella is like okay charlie is happy that i'm hanging out with jacob all the time but i should probably like diversify my friend group a little bit and it's valentine's day and jacob gets her a gift and she's like hmm awkward guess i'll say nothing to him about this
2: i mean once again communication would really help her out but I mean, it's not really her M.O. No. Um, Maya, this is the section where I wrote, ask Maya to speak to the science of this. Um, really? Yes, there is a paragraph on in the third wheel that says... I was like a lost moon, my planet destroyed in some cataclysmic disaster movie scenario of desolation that continued nevertheless to circle in a tight little orbit around the empty space left behind, ignoring the laws of gravity.
0: Oh, no, that's not a real thing.
2: That's what
0: I thought. Okay, holler. The answer to that is kind of in the in the quote because it says ignoring the laws of gravity right so out in the universe everything is subject to the laws of gravity and therefore that would not happen
2: also what i was primarily wondering is if you could blow up a planet and it wouldn't affect the moon of the planet
0: yeah like let's say like let's take like explosives out of it but let's say that there is like some kind of collision event like a massive comet strikes a, a small planet or something the planet could be destroyed without destroying hmm. its moons hmm. but the moon would then not continue to orbit yeah they would like, like
1: there's know to orbit
0: into space wow thanks maya thanks for coming through thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk about the cosmos i love <laughs> space um anyway so, so- i
1: felt like In this chapter, like, obviously we have gotten hints of Bella being like, ooh, Jacob seems like he has a crush on me and I'm not about it. But she kind of seems suddenly very, very concerned about it to me.
2: I mean, this is also where she fully realizes how much she cares about Jake. And so, LOL, guess what? She has started to feel empathy about Oh my god, that's what I
1: wrote. (laughs) I'm going to read the quote. Okay. Yeah. Go uh, she says, I couldn't stand hurting Jacob. We seemed to be connected in an odd way and his pain set <laughs> off little stabs of my own. And I just wrote empathy. <laughs> empathy? <laughs> That's called empathy. <laughs> I was like, it's called empathy, Bella. <laughs> like I get that she's trying to make it seem like more intense. But it doesn't work because Bella (laughs) never feels regular level empathy for anybody else. So when she expresses it for the first time, it just sounds like. OMG!
2: What (laughs) about. Okay, theory. What if Bella's a low key
0: sociopath?
1: (laughs) Because she can't feel empathy for other people?
0: Yeah. Here's the thing I think that she can, because she does hear for jake and she just like doesn't care about her friends at forks
1: um also she can't be a sociopath because she's not enough of a narcissist like i actually wrote next to this whole moon metaphor that we just went through Mm uh she doesn't center herself like even in her most traumatic event she is the moon and the planet is gone and if she was a sociopath she would be the planet
2: Mm, that's very accurate
0: wow you guys I think, are so smart you're so smart, <laughs> you're so smart. but to Olivia's, point, I guess. to Olivia's point I feel like the reason that like suddenly it's a thing is because we kind of hit a turning point with Jacob and Valentine's Day yeah like before it was all like little things she could brush off but he like brings her a Valentine's Day gift right and it's just right. conversation hearts but like there's it's like a thing a, for Valentine's yeah, Day. yeah, feel
1: different. I think it might also be because her internal dialogue doesn't really address it. Like she just kind of feels uncomfortable after he brings a Valentine's Day gift and then it's just like I saw a chance and I took it without thinking it through and then she like invites him to a movie but as a group and remembers that she told Mike she would go to a movie sometime and then like things talks is very bad yeah i just want to point out that this entire situation was
2: created
0: by her and yeah it could have screwed been avoided herself. <laughs> she played herself <laughs> she really well, bad. did um then there's another uh, stephanie meyer moment where bella is like oh jacob is like okay well since you didn't get me a valentine's gift like you at least got to be my valentine mm-hmm. um and Bella's like, what does that entail? And he says, the usual, slave for life, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, just like a white person to just really have fun with the word slave and bandy it about. I'm referring in this case, no, of you're course, right. to Jeb or not Jacob.
1: You're right. Yes. I thought that was kind of funny, but you're right that it's very cavalier.
2: I wrote OOF in all capital letters. Oh, woof.
0: Um, and then she's like jacob is like um do you want to ride bikes on friday and she's like um actually i'm gonna go to a movie but you'll come too right so she's really like cementing them as a unit even though like she's very clear that she doesn't want to date him she's like right you are the person that i want to do everything with even hang out with like my friends that you met one time and, like, you didn't even really talk to them. You just ran into each other at the beach. And then she, like, flatters him and is like, oh, unless, like, it'd be too much of a drag to hang out with a bunch of boring seniors. I was like, Bella, uh, stop.
1: We all know how it works.
0: <laughs> And she's like, yeah, and, like, bring Quill. Bring... Oh, she doesn't say anything about Embry. Um, and he's like, Quill's gonna freak senior girls. Then... No. I feel like we can, like, blast through this. Nobody wants to go. Like,
1: (laughs) she invites everyone. Everybody at school still hates her because she doesn't talk to anybody and she's not friends with them. And then we managed to, like, the only person who has an actual reason for not going is Quill, who was grounded for fighting at school, which I think is a stereotype of violent natives and is stupid Mm -hmm. because everybody else is just quote unquote busy. So, like, what's Mm -hmm. the point of that? I guess it's, like, maybe a werewolf thing, but it's not, because it's Quill, so it's not. Everybody drops out except for Angela, Ben, Mike, Jacob. They all show up, and then, yeah, Angela gets a stomach flu, and Ben is like, well, I'm not gonna go without her.
2: (laughs) I love that it literally says, like, he didn't
0: feel like coming without her. I
2: was like, yo,
0: love
2: the honesty. That's
0: great. (laughs) I would be so hurt as a friend, like, oh, your girlfriend's not coming, so you don't want... Like, are we not friends? And I know I disappeared for all this time, but, like, I'm still hurt.
1: But Like, who's Bella's gonna hang out friend? with their high school girlfriend who has the stomach flu? Like, nobody. Leave her alone. And, she doesn't and, want you there.
2: And Bella's a bad friend. <laughs> I, w- I would not um, feel bad about that.
0: So they go see this violent movie. Bella says, bring on the blood and guts, which is fun (sighs) jacob gets to drive and mike is like all mad about it because your value and standing as a man is related to whether or not people take you our car and then this is to me where the decline of jacob black really starts Mm -hmm. because jacob is like oh is that the guy that like thought you were his girlfriend is he still confused and bella says some people are hard to discourage Then again, Jacob said thoughtfully, sometimes persistence pays off. Most of the time it's just annoying though. And this is where we see Jacob like very clearly understand what Bella wants and make it clear that like he does not care and will try to change her mind. If he said like, look, well, I think you know how I feel. And if you ever change your mind, just let me know that would be different but like i'm gonna be persistent and i'm always gonna be right here and i'm gonna be making little jokes all the time about how we should be together and i'm gonna be like weirdly possessive in front of your male friends right cool i'm gonna make
1: you actively uncomfortable he gets a lot more explicit about it later and i think it's interesting that in this first mention bella expresses that it's annoying like she expresses disagreement like actually it doesn't always pay off sometimes most of the time it's honestly just annoying and so it's kind of interesting to me that stephanie put those words in bella's life and then kind of uh i don't know she like rewards persistence in men later in this series so like why did she write both of those things
2: um because she's problematic
1: yeah you're right
2: (laughs) i Um, want to one of the parts while they're in the car that teenage me was super into um and now adult me who has experience dealing with scumbags wants to talk about is there is the part where we realize that jacob makes observations about bella without Mm -hmm. having verbalized them and one of them being you know like yeah but bella doesn't like music one don't speak for bella let bella speak for herself please two that's right (laughs) This was a moment that I found very swoon worthy as a teenager. Like, oh my God, he noticed this thing about me and he knows this and we never even talked about it. I now know that it is a tactic that narcissistic sociopaths use. Not saying that Jacob is one of them, but this is a, I cannot tell you how many times some boy has been like oh yeah bonos you're you're a visual learner i've noticed this they like use this tactic of i've noticed things about you and mm-hmm. this means that i care about you without me having to say that i care about you so yeah. it's different for jake in that he does actively say like i like you and i want you but for other people, it is used as a way kind of of gaslighting and of manipulation. And so I just want all of our listeners to be like on the lookout, you know, if a boy or a girl is ever like, oh my gosh, I've just noticed so many things about you, but also is not very open with their feelings and
0: communicating with you. Just be aware that it is not good. It's like like weird for someone to be like oh yes in fact i'm the authority on you
1: exactly like, that's so insidious because it is nice when friends notice things you know right. like if maya was like well you know i noted that you said that you liked this thing and so i got you this nice thing that has to do with it like that's nice and if so I it's was like, like oh yeah i saw a
0: crystal on sale
1: yeah, exactly. so I got you with crystal. I'd be like, "Wow, Maya, you listen when I talk." But I,
0: I am listeners.
1: <laughs> uh, on the other hand, like you, like you were saying, Maya, if you, if they're claiming to like know you better than you know yourself,
0: mm-hmm. and taking evidence and drawing a conclusion when you don't really have enough evidence to draw that conclusion. Uh-huh. Like, okay, Jacob has noticed that Bella doesn't listen to a lot of music. That doesn't mean that Bella doesn't like music.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, she right. actually does like music. We know this. She likes
1: right. Linkin Park. She <laughs> loves Linkin Park. <laughs> right. Bella and like, the Park. actual fact is that music in the car reminds her too much of other things. And so, right now, she doesn't want to listen to music while in the car. But that
0: doesn't mean Bella doesn't like music. That's true. And I was frustrated in this moment that Bella backed Jacob up instead of pushing back. Bella says, he's right. I mumbled, still looking at Jacob's serene profile. How can you not like music, Mike demanded. I shrugged. I don't know. It just irritates me. That's not true. Jacob isn't right. You know that Jacob isn't right you know that right now music is hard for you but like you're a person who likes music and sure. so like it just irritates me as if Mike never would have like had the chance to like talk with you about music at the lunch table or like I'm sure Mike knows that that's just not true. Right but instead
2: Jake is like Oh, she doesn't like music. You don't need to talk to her about it anymore. Mm-hmm. The subject it is not worthy of speaking about. You know, because sure. I, I, I know all these things about
0: her already. It's a really uncomfortable car ride for Mike. He is like he in really the is. Night, <laughs> just trying to like have fun, and this guy's being weirdly possessive over Bella, and then Mike starts trying to be weirdly possessive too, huh. and they get into the theater. And Bella sits in the middle, and they both, like, have their arms out, palm up, just in case she wants to, like, hold their hand. And it's so awkward. So dumb. And, like, you can just, like, imagine all the blood, like, leaving their hands. That she
2: does describe them as steel bear traps, open and ready, which
1: I loved. And then says that she hopes that both their hands fall asleep, so there's yeah. that. <laughs> exactly wait i have another anecdote
0: oh, yes God. okay so on an early date with scott we went to see i Tanya, which is a movie that i highly it's recommend a it. I enjoyed it a lot yeah. we saw it at the angelica mm-hmm. and i like leaned against the armrest and it broke <laughs> off and so i like kind of like jerked down you know gravity <laughs> yeah and like fell into him and he thought i was like trying to be cute so then he's right. like Pulling me closer, and there's like this jagged metal like stabbing me. And I'm like trying to push away, but he doesn't understand what's happening, like contorting myself in this weird way. And finally he like looked over yeah, to like yeah. see why I was moving in this way. And like his eyes could not comprehend the fact that the armrest was gone and it was just like metal poking upwards. And then I, like it on the ground. And he was like, How'd you do that? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> That's my anecdote. Wow. Good an anecdote. You guys, are, you guys are really meant for each other. Too cute. <laughs> um, then Mike is like, Ugh. and he like goes to throw up. Um, Bella follows him out and Jacob goes too. And Bella's like, no, stay behind. And he's like, no, this movie sucks. Obviously you want eight
2: dollars.
0: Yeah, oh Got get
2: your eight dollars.
0: The movie is. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's cost like 22 dollars to see be here
1: don't yeah. move here yeah wow, enough
0: um, housing stay away <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's has already become my bit on this podcast don't move to new york
0: <laughs> <laughs> um then jacob like barely checks on mike he just kind of <laughs> goes into the bathroom and is like yep he's throwing up and leaves and jacob's like Oh, like you should hold out for someone with a stronger stomach, someone who laughs at the gourd that make weaker men vomit. And it's like, mm. we get it. You're. Rolled very my eyes. Obvious. But then um, he
1: does like at least communicate. Like, remember this, like, being around the bush, Like, he's only 16. It's pretty good for a 16 year old. Yes. That he's just like self confident enough to be like, you know, he doesn't like say okay. it totally outright but he basically just says like you know he feels it out he communicates
2: after doing problematic things he like puts his arm around her and she's like jake don't do that and he's like grabs her hand and then like after all of this like tugging and whatever he's like you don't like me duh
0: (laughs) yeah i got bad vibes from this
1: this is true i wrote ew ew all over this page I mean, I'm glad that he addresses it instead of not addressing it, but then, as previously hinted at slash discussed, his answer in return is like, okay, well, I'll just wait around. Right. Which is the bad answer.
0: Before that, all of his actions are wrong, but his words are pretty good. He's like, you like me. You like me more than that guy. You like me more than the other guys you know. And he's like, okay, but that's it. Like, Action's bad. Word's good. But then when he's like, okay, well, here I am. And here's where I'm going to be. That's where it's like, Jacob.
1: Right. So what he actually says is, okay, so he says, but that's all implying, like, you like me a lot, but that's it. You don't like, like me. And she says, yes. And then he grins and says, that's okay. You know, as long as you like me the best and you think I'm good looking, sort of, I'm prepared to be annoyingly persistent. And Gross. she says, very explicitly, for once, Bella says, I'm not going to change. And then his <laughs> response to that is, it's still the other one, isn't it? Referring to Edward, which the I... The first time he's brought Edward up
2: and in this situation.
1: Continued to, again, this is another part of this that I dislike, because it kind of implies that her opinion is, like, conditional. It's not as, or not yeah, like, it's not as valid. Because like it it's not on. about her opinion about him it's just that she's hung up on another guy and right. if that were over it would be totally different instead of acknowledging that bella just like has an opinion and has stated i'm not going to change and then it's like well that doesn't matter yeah totally hate the section
0: yeah i felt the same way just like oh well if only you hadn't gone out with edward then of course you would be picking me right now right. it's like no actually no right and he says don't get mad at me for hanging around because i'm not getting up Uh. and she says you shouldn't waste it on me and she says he's willing to accept me the way i am damaged goods as is and i was like bella yeah Mm. just because you are heartbroken doesn't mean that you are damaged
1: goods that's true and also in saying this it implies that her decision that she doesn't want to be with jacob is somehow related to not deserving jacob like she also doesn't acknowledge her own choice either it's Like, like well it would be better for you if you didn't like me because i'm damaged goods when it should be okay, well, I've made a decision as a whole person that I don't want to date you, so stop.
2: Right. And even as she says, just don't expect more, he yeah.
0: grabs her hand again and yeah. let go.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and what? speaks
0: for her. He says, this doesn't really bother you, does it? And she says, no, truthfully, it felt nice. His hand was so much warmer than mine. I always felt too cold these days. But... <laughs> oh. Even though she does like holding his hand and she like enjoys that in a friend way when it's just the two of them, it's not right for Jacob to speak for her right. that way. Right, exactly.
2: She says very well on the next page, she says, the problem is that it means something different to me
1: than it does to you.
2: Yes, this is exactly why communication is important, Bella. This is right. very
0: astute of you. Like, And then Olive. he's like,
1: well, that's my problem, isn't it? And she kind of gives in.
0: When in reality, it's both of their problems. (laughs) It is. It's going to be your problem,
1: Bella. It's going to be your problem.
0: Like, if you are (laughs) uncomfortable with him having a crush on you now, it will only get worse when he stays around and continues to act this way.
2: But she fully is aware that it's a problem. She's just like, shit, um, I don't want to lose literally the only friend I have. Because he is. And so she's just like, Damn, like, uh, I guess I'll just, I don't know, let this keep going. Because otherwise, I won't have any friends.
1: (laughs) I want to be explicit here also and say that rewarding romantic persistence in men leads to stalking and rape and dangerous situations. Because if you can't say no and have them believe you, it's only going to get worse. And yes. that's why this is bad, bad news. Like, just in ge- as a general, like, plot point in this book is bad news. I'm yes. Right.
2: But Bella <laughs> feels like she can't be as verbally, like, no, as she wants to because she's afraid she will lose this friendship because guess yeah. what? Um, Men are bad at be- hearing no. Yeah. Men are bad at hearing no. Because of books like this. Exactly. Yeah. Like... It's. I mean, Bella believes that if she's like, I don't like you in that way, then he will be like, okay, well, then we can't be friends. And the fact that that is the main possibility, one, is bad. Be friends with someone without having romantic expectations of them. Um, But also that this is the reason that she is not as verbally like, I'm not into you because I'm afraid that you will take away your friendship.
0: Mm -hmm. It's problematic as fuck. And if someone does take away their friendship when you tell them that you just want to be friends, then they were never really your exactly. friend. Exactly.
1: And also, on the next page, she totally, like, victim blames herself. She mm-hmm. um, is consumed with guilt. She says, it was so wrong to encourage Jacob, pure selfishness. It didn't matter that I tried to make my position clear if he felt any hope at all that this could turn into something other than a friendship, then I hadn't been clear enough. She literally Ah! said with her words and her body many multiple times, I don't like you and I'm not going to. That's enough. How could that be more clear? That's enough. She has not encouraged him. It is, she is not being selfish. It does matter. She tried and that's enough. Exactly.
2: I wrote no 10 times after that sentence. I was like, it is absolutely not Bella's responsibility to make sure that she's offering zero hope. Like exactly, it, exactly. It, this is entirely on him, not at all on her. She has been right, very clear, very, verbally clear, which is very unlike any of these characters generally. It's true. Um, She's and done better than she normally does.
0: That she doesn't even need to be that clear Mm-mm. for Jacob to back off no. no,
1: because he, needs he an was yes.
0: Yeah, Jacob was very clear about what he wanted, and Bella did not go like, Respond. oh, yeah, I'm also into you. Yeah. Therefore, that's a no. your answer. Yeah. She doesn't have to go as far as she did to say that she's not interested in you. Right. And yet, she did go that far.
1: Jacob like, needs a 100% yes, and she's like, mm, I might have given him a 5% yes, so this must be my fault.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's and not Bella. She, like goes on to discuss like how broken and like less of a person uh, she is because yeah. of this heartbreak and she's like you know I'm like like a vacant house like condemned utterly uninhabitable and I'm too selfish to send him away I'm like uh Bella so like, and again I
1: this is, like, the reason that she's giving for not being with Jacob, but I think it's clear that she is not romantically interested in him, and it's oh, not, yeah. does not seem only connected to Edward at all in her internal thoughts.
2: No. Right. I did, when I read that and the next section, like... Even though Stephanie never says this explicitly, like it does feel very parallel to what I imagine Edward is thinking, like whenever he think whenever he talks mm. about his relationship with Bella, mm-hmm. like the next paragraph it says, "Yet I knew that I wouldn't send him away. Regardless, I needed him too much, and I was selfish. Maybe I could make my side more clear so that he would know to leave me." Um, the thought made me shudder.
1: Whatever. We're going to get that word for word at midnight. Yeah,
2: we're going to get that word (laughs) for word from Edward. And I was like, damn. It is. a parallel. It's truly amazing. And I only just made this parallel while reading it this time. It did not occur to me at any point when I was reading this when I was younger. But regardless of whether or not she wants this relationship with Jacob, it has nothing to do with whether or not she wants a romantic relationship with Jacob.
1: Exactly. Like, like they can be friends, you mean, right. without... Right.
2: Yes. Right. Like, they can be important to each other without having to be romantically
1: involved. And right. And she shouldn't be scared of that. Right. Um, she even wishes that Jacob Black were her brother. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. is pretty funky, yes it's very weird of a point Um, like why can't they just become family friends right exactly Why can't she just leave it
2: at friends friends because she thinks that being
1: like close friends with him is impossible right it's like only options for their relationship is romance or literal family and it's kind of weird that it could go either way yeah i think that this actually kind
0: of makes more sense because she those aren't the only options for her She's like, those are the only options he is allowing. Right, like, right, right. He right. won't allow us to just be friends. Right. Therefore, I wish romance wish so- could be taken out of the equation entirely.
1: Yeah. Right. Which is fucked up.
2: That oh, the only way that we can have the relationship I would want for us is if we were biologically related.
1: Yeah. Because he won't take no yeah. for an answer.
0: Because he won't be better.
1: <clears throat> be better, Jacob.
0: And then we get a moment from Jacob that I want to draw a little attention to because it's going to become important later in the book. Jacob says, okay, so they've like taken Mike home because he's all sick. Jacob says, there's something I want to tell you, Bella, but it's kind of corny. And she's like, go ahead. He says, I know you're unhappy a lot and maybe this doesn't help anything, but I'm always here for you. I won't ever let you down. You can always count on me. Oh, that does sound corny, but you know, right? Like I'll never, ever hurt you. And at the end of this chapter, uh, Jacob is going to go away. And when he returns, he shall be changed forever. If. And Bella is going to remember this promise a lot that he promised to never hurt her.
1: Yeah. So right. taken out. on its own, it's a nice promise. Like totally yeah. out of the context of all this other shitty stuff he's doing. Right. It's just like being nice and giving her a promise. Like, I know somebody left you and like, I'm not going to do right. that. It just makes what happens next extra shitty. <laughs>
0: yeah. So. And what that is, is that they're back and forks and Jacob is like kind of feeling weird and he's like, Oh, like maybe maybe I did pick something up for Mike. Like I better go home. And also Bella's he's like-
1: been very warm or hot the whole right end of this chapter. Just in passing, he is physically warm.
0: Yes. Um and Bella's like, okay, well, call me as soon as you get home. So I know that you're okay. Jacob doesn't call. So Bella calls his house and Billy's like, oh no, like Jacob's home, but don't come here. Um, Right. And there's like this moment where Bella's like, let me know if you need any help. I offered, I could come down. I thought of Billy stuck in his chair and Jake fending for himself. Mm. People that use wheelchairs are not stuck Stop. in their mm. chairs. Their chairs allow them to mm-hmm. maneuver around the world. Like, the chair is is the freedom. So that's just, like, an inappropriate way to phrase that. And also, like, Billy can take care of his son. Like, yeah. yeah. Bella talks about, like, bringing a cup of Campbell's. Just because Billy is in a wheelchair doesn't mean that he can't put some Campbell's right. on
1: so, for right. Jake
2: guess what taking care of someone is more than bringing someone a can of goddamn candles
1: that
0: too but he can do this Uh, thank you for saying it no problem um and then Bella's. this is kind of funny she says i realized all such plans were canceled when i woke up early my clock said 4 30 and sprinted to the bathroom (laughs) like such a funny idea to be like I'm about to with my guts out. Plans are canceled. <laughs> my plans are done. And you so can tell when, she's
1: really sick. Yeah, she's truly really sick for like a good 24 hours, like true 24 hour stomach bug that you rarely get in books. And Back when before, she recovers, she calls Jacob because she thinks that he also had this stomach bug, but he is still sounds really terrible and very sick. Um, so she's trying to tell him that it's going to get better, but um, he says not to come here in the same way that Billy did. Um, and then there's a very dramatic ending to their phone call in the chapter where she says, okay, bye, Jacob. And then he just says, Bella, It's
0: <laughs> <laughs> So dramatic. I want to say that this passage, I think, affected me a lot as a young reader because I read yes. a lot of fan fiction where Bella was very sick and people had to take care of her. <laughs> of course. <laughs> That's the dream. Oh. All right. Um, let's do best sentence, worst sentence because I just remembered that it's my nephew's birthday and it's almost nine o'clock and I have a call. To- we
1: got to um, go. Yeah, we gotta go. <laughs> um, thanks for putting up with us as these podcasts just continue to get longer and longer. Right. Uh, <laughs> you're great. I stumbled upon my best sentence. So I'm gonna start there. I'm just gonna read it. One thing I truly knew, knew it in the pit of my stomach, in the center of my bones, knew it from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet, knew it deep in my empty chest, was how love gave someone the power to break you. Which is sad, but very powerful. That was my beautiful writing. Too. <gasps> wow, wow. Incredible. My other best half of a sentence for me? Uh, Sure. It's on the facing page and it starts with the smile.
0: (gasps) That's my best
1: sentence. (gasps) Okay. Wait, you read it then, Maya. Yeah, you know it.
0: The smile broke across his face the way the sunrise set the clouds on fire, and I wanted to cut my tongue out.
1: (laughs) So, damn.
0: Here's the reason I picked the whole sentence instead of just that first half. Uh, I think that the switch where it's this like beautiful image of like the sunrise and the clouds on fire to like the grotesqueness of Bella wanting to cut her tongue out really effectively captures the like torment that Bella is in right now and how guilty she feels for, you know, she believes that she has led Jacob on. And I think that it captures the emotion really beautifully, even though, it's like... It's a stupid arresting. emotion. <laughs> yeah, it's a stupid emotion, and it's like arresting to go from this beautiful image to something that's upsetting. You're right. Yeah, right.
1: True. Okay, what's In your one sentence?
0: I don't know Are yet. You?
1: Oh. Oh, we skipped over where Jacob feels the scar on her hand from James, and it's slightly cold. Did we know that it was slightly cold
0: (laughs) I don't think we did but Bella did do a great lie where she was like do you really expect me to remember where all my scars come from and I was like great lie Bella
2: yeah that was good I mean I can read my worst sentence please do it's where she's describing Jacob as she notices his you know physicality for the first time and she says his skin was such a pretty color it made me jealous and I just want to say that this is pretty loaded. It um, sure is. <laughs>
1: and it made me uncomfortable.
2: Yes. It's just that she only ever comments on the skin color of characters when, I don't know, she is, like, surprised by how pretty she finds it. Hmm. Um, like, it's such a pretty color. And then it made me jealous and, like, instantly went to, I don't know, is this like a, not... Like a strong get-out vibes. yeah exactly.
0: It's very body. strong...
2: Exactly. Like, this is the basis for, like, I don't know, colonialism uh-huh. and appropriation and, like, that sentence. I was just like, oh,
0: no. Oh, no. Anyway. Okay, I have a worse sentence that I think is in... A very similar vein and the writing itself is not that bad it just has like a message that i have a problem with and so i picked it for my worst sense um it's when they're hiking looking for the meadow he whistled cheerfully an unfamiliar tune swinging his arms and moving easily through the rough undergrowth so to me this really spoke to the idea of like native people being in Mm. touch with Earth and mm-hmm. having, yeah, like beyond normal abilities mm-hmm. to navigate, like the right. land. And you could, you could read it just like you know, Bella's really clumsy and Jacob's not, so she like notices that he doesn't have a problem navigating this. But along with all the other ways that she others and exoticizes her indigenous characters. This just felt a little more loaded, so that's why I picked it.
1: Good craft, Um, I'm gonna pick a worse sentence that is basically the opposite, which I think is just bad writing. Um, <laughs> it's important to know that this comes right after a line break, like after a time break. Okay. The next Wednesday, before <laughs> I could get home from the ER. Dr. Gerandy called to warn my father that I might possibly have a concussion and advised him to wake me up every two hours through the night to make sure it wasn't serious. I think this is bad writing because I get that she's trying to create shock value of coming back from a time jump and learning, like, suddenly and shockingly that she's been back in the ER it's just um, use it standard, but it doesn't yeah, work because it's confusing and the first sentence is too long. So long. Like, yeah. it, it, until it has to, it's too, oh, no, like, yeah, it's, right, exactly. Because like, she's already been to the ER because in right. this sentence, she's already returning from the ER and it's already about the concussion and Charlie and it's just too much information packed into a thing that's trying to do something totally else.
0: yeah Yeah. very like these three
1: paragraphs were like very confusing and then at the end of the third paragraph you get like I launched myself into a tree
0: (laughs) it's really confusing enough that you can imagine like a copy editor or a proofreader not even querying it because they're just like oh no I understand what's happening she yeah she's back from the ER when she cut her head open and not getting that it's a separate it's a new time I know Listeners, thank you for being here. We love you so much. We're obsessed with you. We could love you more, though.
1: You're great. We hope that you are doing okay. We hope that you visit our Patreon soon. Next week... This is a long two chapters, so we're definitely only going to read two chapters. Uh, Should we just know? Maybe. I don't know. Let's just decide on the fly. Who's reading along with us? If you're actually doing that, tell us, because otherwise... We'll just give up trying to plan ahead because why should we do that? Let's
0: just do the meadow because it's 37 pages and there's a lot going on in the world and our lives also, and we gotta cut ourselves some slack.
1: Chapter 11 is also long, but it's called Cult, which is intriguing because I'm very intrigued by cults. But...
0: <laughs> one chapter works for me. One chapter. Also, that's 37 ebook pages. I don't know how many manuscript pages it is. Oh, uh, yeah.
2: I, to I mean, see. I'm not gonna count.
1: This one was long. Yeah. You can always email us with questions or comments at twilightphasepodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us at Twilight underscore phase on Twitter and Instagram and Twilight phase on Tumblr. Please go find us on Patreon. We're also Twilight phase podcast there. Woohoo! Disclaimer, We own nothing. The Twilight Universe and all characters belong only to Stephanie Meyer. Please don't sue us. Audio editing is by Maya Marlette. Cover image is by Laura Shermer. And our theme music is written and performed by Adrian Mooring. We'll be back next week. And if you don't like it,
0: you can bite me. <laughs> Bye, <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.